0: Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Sharon Lamb Hartman, and she's the CEO of Inside Out Learning, an award-winning leadership, team, and organizational development consulting company working with Fortune 500 and Fortune 100, and Fortune 50 companies, and small to medium-sized businesses. Dr. Sharon leads IOL to transform companies, teams, and leaders to achieve exceptional results. Her book is called The Authenticity Code, and it's now a bestseller in the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Amazon. And recently she's won the Axiom Business Book Awards gold medal for the best business fable. Dr. Sharon has been named one of the 2022 hundred women to know across America by the No Woman Group. Wow. That's a lot today, Sharon. <laughs>
1: It is, Ellen. And I love how you are so passionate when you introduce your guests.
0: Well, you know, I think that's important. You know, you're passionate about what you do. And, and that shows as well.
1: Yes. Yes. So I, I love we have two passionate people today. I love it. Now, you didn't get to where
0: you're at without climbing a mountain of adversity. So tell me, tell me your journey and how you got to where you're at
1: oh my goodness, that could take all podcasts, but I'll try to sum it up. So, uh, you know, I started in a very small town in New York, outside of Buffalo, New York, called Swarmville, New York. And it is it really helped me get grounded in core values that I have today. So, being raised in a small town with parents who really instilled in me integrity and how important truth is, and honesty. And I have kept that with me. That's at my core throughout my journey. And I was fortunate enough to... uh Synchronicity has played a big role in my journey. So she, I, I just happened to show up at the right time, and people... I meet the next person that's going to take the next step with me on my journey. So, for example, I, uh, after graduating from my master's degree at Cornell University, I went to a program, a conference at Columbia University, and I was not even thinking of getting my doctorate at the time. And at the conference, I met this fabulous woman, Dr. Victoria Marsick, and she said, Sharon, you have to apply for Columbia University's uh program in leadership and organization development to get your doctorate. You're perfect for this. And I I said, "Okay, well I'll look at it." And I looked at it, I ended up applying and I got in and it was a huge life changer because all of the people who went to the program with me, uh they ended up hiring me. So I was able to leave my corporate job and and start a business on my own. And I had immediate clients from my cohort at Columbia University. But I will tell you, there has been many adversities from that point on when I started my business 20 years ago to today, from consultants that I brought on that uh they ended up wanting uh, the business I had. And even though we had agreements, broke those agreements, uh, and I had to take action on that to, uh, even being subpoenaed, uh, because, uh, one of my, uh, clients, uh, needed information on another client and being caught in the middle of that. Uh, you know, those kinds of things, it, people don't realize what you go through when you're an entrepreneur. And that was like a year of my life alone. Uh and just, you know, having to have those difficult conversations with employees, with consultants. You know, I, I started with just myself and now in the business, uh, I have so many uh consultants. I have about 30 consultants worldwide that work through the business and and we're I have about seven employees full-time. So it's really grown over the years, but uh not without adversity. And I think adversity can make you stronger, Alan.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you, you know, I, I think, you know, when a tree survives a hurricane, it's usually the tree that has a big root structure that has put those roots out everywhere so that when that hurricane comes, there's no way it's going to knock that tree down. And this is what Adversity does to people. It allows us to get those big, strong roots, so that we can really be tempered when that storm comes about, and it allows
1: us to survive other storms that that are always on the horizon. So true. And COVID was one of those storms. You know, all of our business went away overnight. Uh, we had a beautiful year scheduled out with uh, face-to-face training programs, and they all went away overnight. So then we had a pivot. You know, that's another adversity, but we successfully pivoted and it actually gave me time to finish my book. And we now do so much virtual work that we hadn't done before.
0: Yeah. And and you see, COVID was a blessing in disguise. It showed us how to do virtual work, which we weren't doing before.
1: Exactly. And it's much better on the body. Where you don't have to, like, be on an airplane all the time.
0: Uh, You know, I was on a plane the other day from Edmonton to Denver and Denver to Tampa. So it took all day to get there. And then I took it all day back. And by the time I finished, my back was so sore. And I thank God every day for the fact we have Zoom and I don't have to take meetings like that too
1: often. Exactly. I know it's, 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 uh, there has been many blessings in, in the pandemic. And I think a lot of people also have done a lot of soul searching, you know, you, you had more time alone to do that soul searching. And I, I've been seeing this trend of people really wanting to do what they came here to do and be who they came here to be. And I think that's what started this great resignation that took place.
0: Exactly. And that brings up your book on authenticity. What is authenticity and why is it so important?
1: Exactly. You know, I define authenticity as your most powerful way of adding value by expressing your unique gifts and talents for your chosen audience. So it's you being you, your uniqueness, expressing your gifts and talents. But we can't leave out your chosen audience because lots of times when we think about authenticity, we think about uh, it's just me, myself and I, and I'm going to be me regardless of you. But we it's an authentic choice, Alan, to choose to be in front of an audience. It was an authentic choice for me to be on your show and and now i'm in front of your audience and this audience so we want to also serve the audiences that we choose to be in front of so how can you do that and and still express those unique gifts and talents so that's where i have woven this into the authenticity code and it, and authenticity is so important because if you think about the great resignation that i just brought up Many times people were leaving because it wasn't an authentic fit for them. They didn't feel fulfilled in the roles that they had. So they wanted to leave and do something else. And I think it helps you with fulfillment, with satisfaction. It also helps you to get promoted and land your dream job and and to make the sale. So for all those entrepreneurs out there, Uh, And people who are in sales, people buy from authentic human beings. You think about your own choices and it will increase your sales and revenue.
0: Absolutely. Now, you've heard the expression, uh, fake it till you make it. And it was Paula Abdul that told me that expression. What do you think about that expression?
1: Well, it's in the title of my book, the subtitle of my book, which is the art and science of success and why you can't fake it to make it. So the reason I said that, of course, you can fake like, let's say you had a bad morning. I don't know. You got a flat tire on the way driving into work or and you're just not in a good mood. You can maybe put a smile on your face and maybe fake a a good mood, but you cannot fake doing what you came here to do and being who you came here to be. And I have seen so many people end up doing something because their parents wanted them to, right? And I remember clients I've had, coaching clients where they have said, oh, I became a lawyer. I didn't even want to become a lawyer, but I did because my parents wanted me to. And now I feel lost. It's hard to do something, the core of your profession, that is not an authentic fit for you. So that's what I mean by you can't fake it to make it.
0: Absolutely. And, and I agree. You know, uh, Paul Abdul say, stated that because part of the thing she had to do along the way was deviate uh, and invent things along the way. Now, I don't think she ever faked it for one minute. Uh, she was, uh, she began as a cheerleader. She was very young and she had to show other people how to be a cheerleader. But she didn't yes. fake it. She was very talented along the way. Oh, she, yes. she, she was a dancer. So she what was if, a
1: dancer, yes.
0: So she taught everybody how to dance, not how to cheer. So that's not faking it. That's taking your natural ability and using it in another sphere from what you had.
1: That's the authenticity. That's what I how I defined it. Right. It's when you take your most it's your most powerful way of adding value by expressing your unique gifts and talents for that chosen audience. So she just she went into the cheerleading audience, exactly. you know, and but she was expressing her unique gifts and talents. And now I, Alan, could not do that because that is not one of my unique gifts and talents. (laughs) And I know that about myself. (laughs)
0: But but look at your talents and look at your abilities. Your abilities are to communicate well. Your abilities are to help businesses communicate better and get to another higher level. And those are unique abilities as well.
1: Absolutely. And that's what we have to look at. We And that's what this book does. It helps people to connect with their unique gifts and talents and to be happy with that and stop looking at the next person saying, I wish I could be more like them.
0: Absolutely. I, I think all of us have to look at our unique talents and, and figure out what they are and then build on those. And, yes. and that that's truly where you're authentic. And that's also where you get your true happiness. That's where you get your true fulfillment going on. That's where you get that fantastic life that I talk about is because you're doing what you love doing and you're yes. very good at it.
1: Yes, exactly. And and why I say the art and science of success in my subtitle is because we also need to know what's our unique definition of success. For some people, it might be, you know, making $10 million, but for other people, it might be. I want to have loving friends and family around me and a connection with God and uh, and a profession that I feel good about going to every day. So that's how my book starts is for you to reflect on what is success for you so that you can create that fantastic life for you. Excellent.
0: So what are some of the other pieces of the authenticity code?
1: Help, yes. our, help
0: our listeners to understand what they are.
1: Absolutely. So the code is your presence plus your audience plus your presentation equals your success. And those are the components that we've been doing programs in my company Inside Out Learning now for over a decade in the authenticity code. And I have noticed this combination over the years of You bring yourself, your presence. What are those unique qualities? What's your authentic brand statement? And those are actually in the book in the back of the chapters after the story. Then you can apply it to yourself. And I highly recommend that you get the book and you do the chapter exercises because it will help you to get in touch with your uniqueness. And what do you bring in your unique presence? it's like having a coach in your living room. So I wanted to bring this program to the masses because not everyone can take a corporate training program. And I wanted to benefit more people who want to get in touch with their authenticity. So that's your presence. And then your audience is, who do you choose to serve? You know, maybe for some people, they're more formal and they want to serve the government or they want to serve the military for their audiences or maybe a Fortune 50 company that's more formal. Maybe you're not that way at all and you want something more innovative like a Richard Branson company. So it's like understand what your audience is and then how do you tailor the language to them? So there's great tools in the book about uh, who your audience is, how you find that out, and then how you tailor your language while being authentic to yourself. And then there's your presentation. So that's how you communicate. And you need a formula for presentation success, whether you're communicating in an informal situation or doing a formal presentation. So that's your messaging. So all three of those equals your success. And that's what's in the book. And that's what's provided in the book.
0: Wow, that sounds like a pretty intense book. Uh, But I, I'd like to emphasize that all intense books are only as intense as you make it. And a, a book like this is meant to be enjoyed as well as to be worked in. In other words, it, it's meant to be a blueprint to help you with a lot of problems that you're probably happening. So why not overcome those problems rather than wallow in them?
1: Yes, Alan, I couldn't have said it better myself. And the thing is, is that that's why I wrote the fable. So I started to write the book in more of a textbooky fashion. And it was so intense, what you just said. It was like way too intense. And I said, look, I'm a Scorpio, but I can't take everyone that intense. (laughs) so, (laughs) So so I decided to write it in a, in a fable. And it's a story of two professionals who are competing for the same job and, and who ends up getting the job in the end and why and the journey of authenticity they take inside themselves. So you could read this book on a three hour flight from one coast to the other. And that's how I designed it. And it's an easy read. And then you can go back and, and apply those exercises to yourself in the back of the chapters, if you choose to.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the beauty of a book like yours. It has several layers and you can get as much, a book like yours is one that you get as much out as you put in. So if you really want to get a lot out, put the end time in, put the effort in, work through the exercises. Don't just put them on the shelf and and do the quick read through and say, I'm done.
1: Exactly, exactly. Go back and and apply those things to yourself. You may even know, you know, a surprise audience for me has been college students because you think about they're going out to find their first job after college. And there's nothing like this in universities today. So to to really think about who are you and who do you want to serve and how can I best present myself is, is a great thing for college students, professionals, and leaders.
0: For sure. It, it it fits in with the concept I have in my book called Ikigai. And the word Ikigai is a Japanese term, and it's meant to be your purpose in life. And you figure out your purpose by figuring out, first of all, what you like. Also, what you're good at. Also, what the world needs. And also, what you can get paid for. And the sum total of all those overlapping circles is your icky guy. So all those things take a little bit of work to figure out. As we talked, uh, you could never be a dancer. So your icky guy would not be dancing, but communicating and having businesses and helping others get to a high level. That is your icky guy and your purpose in life.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and I love that term. Uh, and the in the book, there's 10 questions that I have people answer for themselves on their authentic brand statement, where it really summarizes, this is who I am and who I'm becoming, and, and what I want to create in my life, uh, and what success would look like if I did that. And it actually combines those questions with your greatest gifts and your greatest wound, because actually your greatest wound is your greatest gift to give. So there's a paradox there that if we can turn around trying to receive from the outside and start to give your greatest wound. So what do I mean by that? For me, I had great parents, but they I I wanted them to see and celebrate my unique gifts and talents. And that was one thing I didn't receive. So if you look at what I'm doing now, the authenticity code, the core of that is helping people to see and celebrate their unique gifts and talents. So when we can get in touch with that greatest wound and shift it to how can I give that in the world, uh, it really, it really can transform your life.
0: Sharon, this show is called the How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. So how do you live a fantastic life? Knowing that you're a busy business person, a person that does so much, how yeah. do you put it all together and live that fantastic life?
1: Well, about uh, 15 years ago, I moved and took a leap of faith uh, to Arizona. And that this place just feeds my soul. I love the sunshine. I love being able to hike year round. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. And I love the people there and I always will. Uh, But I was really had enough snow and gray. So I moved out west. I think it's very important that you live where you feel happy. And when I made that decision to take that leap to just go, I mean, I had a busy business on the East Coast uh, and, and I decided I want to live somewhere else. And I did that. My whole life fell in place and I ended up meeting my, my husband, uh, about a couple, uh, months before I moved. And we have a beautiful son, uh, and he is already, uh, turning, um, he's a teenager now. So, uh, but, but he is, fabulous. And I try to spend as much time as I can with my family and my friends. We love to travel, Alan. So know what feeds your soul and know what drains your soul and try to put more into your lives around what feeds you. So that's what I have done and, and get people to do the things that, that don't feed you. So I have, I have wonderful employees who are able to do things that my brain won't work in Excel spreadsheets, but theirs sure does. And, uh, even, even getting help you might need in the house. You know, when I had my son, I thought I had to do it all. And, uh, I, I realized no, I cannot do it all. And I, and I was not good at doing it all. So even getting some help running errands or laundry or things like that, so that you can focus on what you came here to do and who you came here to be, I think is very important.
0: Yeah, when I was uh, working as a cosmetic doctor, one of the best investments I ever made was a personal assistant to do all the things I couldn't do. And that was even more important than any of the other staff that I hired, because they literally take the the burden off you, you know, going and getting your laundry from the dry cleaners, going and washing your car, all these little things. All that the you
1: don't things. You not have time for it. Exactly. I do the same thing. I love my personal assistant. She runs the errands, calls, makes appointments, all those things. I mean, that is when I think you don't have that help. You can easily burn out as a busy uh, professional.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, we're almost at the end of our time together, Sharon. See how time flies when we're having fun? It does. So can you tell people how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out more about your world and get a copy of your book?
1: Yes, I would love that. So my website, my company's website is insideoutlearning.com. You can personally email me at Doctor Sharon at insideoutlearning.com. And you can look up Inside Out Learning and on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. uh, We even have a community of practice on LinkedIn that you can ask to join. I'm also personally out on LinkedIn. So any way that you prefer, you can uh, look me up as Dr. Sharon Lamb Hartman also on LinkedIn. And I would say, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble is the best way to get the book. There is an ebook and also a print book. So whatever your preference is.
0: You know, Sharon, I can't tell you how much I had uh, enjoyed this session. And I, I really hope we can do it again in the future. And I'm sure we're going to path cross paths in many different ways because we have so much in common.
1: We do. And I so appreciate you having me on your show. I think what you've created is simply amazing. And I would love to come back. And yes, please, let's keep in touch.
0: For sure. And ladies and gentlemen, can you please check back often? Because I appreciate you as well. Uh, Make sure you come back because we have lots of interesting guests and lots to share with you. And check out my website, Dr. Alan Laika. There's lots of goodies for you there, too. Bye for now.